Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hi there, and welcome to This is the Cast, Episode 5. Uh, this is our Mandalorian Season 2 podcast on theworkprint.com. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is the original co-host of uh, the Mandalorian podcast with me on the Workprint, uh, Vinny. Vinny, you want to say hi? <laughs> and yeah, today we're going to talk about Episode 5, uh, which is, I think, Episode, uh, what is it, like 14, if I remember correctly? No. Uh, uh, is it 13? I think it's 13... Can we math? It's eight plus five. <laughs> Neither of us majors in math, and it's very obvious. So yeah, episode 13, which is my lucky number, so that this makes sense. And it's called The Jedi, because we finally see some dope-ass Jedis. That was, that was the official name? Yeah, The Jedi. Or, I'm sorry, The Yeti. The Jedi. If, uh... I don't, for some reason, my, uh, my title names don't come up on my Disney+. Plus. I don't know if I have a weird setting on or stupid or what are you sure because the i think it comes up in the in the scroll the opening scroll usually if i remember that's right. probably what it was and i probably wasn't paying enough attention okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah this is the this is a great episode in the sense uh not in the sense because we finally get to meet ahsoka tano and this is the episode i've been waiting to talk about for a long time because i have no idea what any of this stuff is and given like, if anyone who's listening remembers, like, the first time we did Mandalorian, which was, like, about a year ago between uh, you and me, you knew all this Clone Wars shit about the Darksaber that I, I had no idea. So, like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Ahsoka, Darksaber, weird quests, and uh, and, and stuff. Um, yeah. The Darksaber doesn't come into play so much in this episode as it did in the one with Bo-Katan. Okay. Because that's really her focal point. She's trying to reunite... Well, all the Mandalorian clans, and essentially she would be the leader of it. Whoever wields the dark saber leads Mandalore. So it's their version of the Harry Potter wand. And I don't know anything about it. I'm just kidding. I actually don't either. I'm trying to sound nerdier <laughs> than I am, which is totally nerd discredit because I'm mixing the uh, the universes. Uh, so all right. So then, uh, well, let's just talk about Ahsoka. Besides her being Anakin Skywalker's apprentice, I don't really know much about that whole storyline. Interesting. She never really became a full Jedi. She was just the Padawan of Anakin, and then some really sketchy shit went down, and then someone framed her for a murder, and it gets really complicated. Um, she goes on the on the run, and like even Asajj Ventress comes to help her out and stuff like that. And oh. then even Asajj Ventress gets like kind of uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like framed for a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all happens I forget what season of the Clone Wars it is it's like towards the end I don't know if it was the 6th or 7th season and there's a whole bunch that she's not, not no longer a part of and then uh, of course she comes back in the final season mm, cool. of Clone Wars um, but what's I don't know how to like get into this and try to figure out a, a good mm, take your time man i can always cut around and make it sound like we knew what we were talking about as i tell all my <laughs> guests now I'm, i have i'm officially adding more and more guests outside of just the work print i actually had some guest authors on last week which is really cool and then um you obviously as a musician yeah. 
and then um i actually have a different friend next week who is yeah so yeah we have all these people from star wars and stuff i kind of wish i had somebody from like the actual star wars development team which would be cool that would be ridiculous Mm -hmm. (laughs) that might be very expensive (laughs) maybe like i i know um a friend of a friend is actually a uh uh storyboard artist who i think worked on uh i think it was it might have been clone wars i'm not sure but yeah yeah so maybe i don't know we'll see uh but anyway Anyways, yeah, so Katana. Uh, she, she never really fully becomes a Jedi, but she's basically most of the way there. And she even at the end of, uh, a- after getting exonerated, she's basically asked to rejoin as a Jedi the Order, because that would have been her trial. Mm-hmm. And she walks away from the whole thing. And that's part of the reason why Anakin actually starts to really have serious doubts in the like effectiveness of the Jedi Order. Because she walked away? Spurs... You can see that's like part of the path where he starts to split from the Jedi. Aside from having Palpatine whispering in his ear, you know, mm-hmm. trying to change into his own apprentice, uh, so that she plays a pretty significant role. Even though she was never really a character that was even thought of at the time the prequels were airing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you see him super important, and so many fans love her. Yeah, I mean, Dave Filoni basically is the like leader of the narrative of Star Wars at this point as far as most people are concerned and he's doing a goddamn good job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can't really deny that. That's just like universally accepted at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked seeing the documentary for the making of season one and you saw his input and like his relationship with George Lucas. Yeah. Um, yeah no one is denying that he's doing an amazing job. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's also really dope that he's bridging uh clone wars and rebels with with this because it, it's like he's mixing his uh his storytelling styles or the, the what he's worked on if you are out of the loop i don't with with uh what do you call it with rebels and clone wars i don't know how you're following along with what's going on this season <laughs> i i'm literally just enjoying it for what it is and i'm begging people like yourself to explain to me what's going on i like all right so from from my take as somebody who like many i guess I assume viewers uh have, who hasn't watched the uh the other expanded universe uh stuff it seems like Ahsoka was this really cool character, a very badass Jedi, and she's here on what I assume, uh, to what I assume to be, is a mission of some sort to hunt down Admiral Thrawn, as we learn. Dude, what was I just saying the other day? What's up? I called it. Thrawn's gonna be in this. Oh. I knew it. Okay, so like I know Thrawn from some of the comics and some of the video games, but I never actually like fully knew the whole story. So could you explain why this is a big deal? And what's Ahsoka's relationship to him? Because, uh, like, he was a separate thing way before her, so I'm very confused. It started out as the, I think it was Timothy Zahn or something like that, wrote a bunch of, it was like the Heir to the Empire back in, like, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that's all legends now, that's decanonized. Uh, but with, uh, I think it was Rebels Season 3, they introduced... Thrawn as the big baddie, basically, that's not the Emperor. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? In the comics, his comic is great. I forget what the, the official name of it was. I just watched on YouTube, they have, like, the comics where they give the storyline. Because I really don't feel like collecting all the paperbacks and stuff like that. I know <laughs> I'm going to just lose them and shred them. You gave me, like, a good chunk of yours, by the way. I still have them. That's fine, man. Enjoy it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the thing with Thrawn was... So it starts out 
turns out they found him in like this random planet and he was basically like this like feral like legendary mythical beast sort of just roaming around the woods just slaughtering people that are coming in contact with him mm-hmm. but you gotta understand this guy is like uh he's a genius he's like playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers essentially hmm. and it's interesting because his uh his species is the chiss it's basically just a play on chess <laughs> and then uh he's carefully calculated a plan to infiltrate into imperial ranks to try and learn their like battle plans and uh, be like a mastermind tactician and stuff like that he knows a bunch of languages and stuff like that he learned all imperial code and stuff like that like within a very short i think he had like a couple weeks to learn it all or else he was going to get kicked out and he basically doesn't lose ever at all because everything he's doing is highly calculated he's he's a genius Mm. um and so he, he rose through the ranks with all these carefully planned out steps to become Grand Admiral, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is just like a, a territorial. I don't really know how the, the ranking system works in the, the Empire. It doesn't really matter because it's all made of shit anyways. But uh, <laughs> it, it basically he has a ton of power is essentially what it boils down to. And if you get in his way, you're going to die or you're going to get blacklisted, essentially. Um but what happens is, should I give away spoilers? Yeah, yeah, no, totally, because, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how this all ties together, but yeah. Yeah, so Rebels was the first, like, like visual, or, uh, like, video representation of Thrawn that we've ever really seen, you know, mm-hmm. aside from novels and comics, um, and that's when it was recanonized as him being a Grand Admiral, and that was all Filoni's idea. Um, he... I don't know why he comes to Lothal in the first place. So Rebels is all based on and around the areas revolving around Lothal, which is the planet that Ezra Bridger is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where he meets up with the Rebels crew with Kanan Jarrus and Harris and Dula, you know, um, Chaff and Zeb, all those guys. And obviously they're Rebels and they're being a pain in the ass to uh, the Empire. Yeah, um, which still exists for some reason. What do you mean? The Empire. Well, this is prior to A New Hope. Oh, okay. So, okay, yes. Leading into A New Hope. Oh, okay. So then I'm getting my timelines wrong. Okay, got it, got it, got it. This is, what happens is right before the Battle of Yavin, which is uh, A New Hope, mm-hmm. um, that's, the, the shit hits the fan, and they finally, it's either the Rebels are going to get demolished, or Ezra Bridger is going to fuck up Thrawn. And through a whole crazy sequence of, fucked up events and stuff um this is gonna be really really complicated all right so, <laughs> corners thrawn in like a star destroyer and then this is gonna sound psychotic but it actually works there's these things called the pergil which are like giant space whales with crazy tentacles and stuff like that that could go into hyperspace mm-hmm. i remember that actually yeah so the, the pergil ezra bridger saves the pergil on another mission because the empire was trying to mine these gases that they feed on on their home planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of remember that and they almost like revere him and love him for it. They grab the Star Destroyer that they're on and send it into hyperspace into unknown territory, like the unknown region. And no one knows where Ezra went or where Thrawn went. And as far as we were concerned at the end of Rebels, they're either dead or just completely missing. We don't know what happened. There's no canon that involved any of them after that point. So this is a bridge of that because this details that Thrawn's alive and that Ahsoka's after him, essentially, right? It was a big, big deal. Uh, I mean, even just going on Reddit and 
like looking at all the spoiler stuff, everybody's reaction was, oh my god. Yeah, a lot of fans are going crazy about this reveal. Well, not even just Ahsoka finally being there, but then the Thrawn thing really elevated it, apparently, right? Yeah, the, the Thrawn thing, I didn't think they were... It's almost... I like this episode, but I feel like they were just stuffing like 10 pounds of shit to a 5-pound sack. What do you mean, in that sense? It's like, I don't know. Was it was it because they didn't have to do both at the same time, or like... It's like, we had these episodes that are happening where they're just, they feel like offshoots where it's completely irrelevant to the plot, furthering the plot of the story, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Episode two, uh, or really it's episode, uh, what was it, uh, 10, with the space fighters and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that had nothing to do with the plot, essentially. We just wasted a whole episode on it. Now all of a sudden, we got... Damn, the Soka Tano right off the bat, and then now they're dropping Thrawn and stuff like that in there, and now we find out that the child was uh, actually trained on Coruscant in the Jedi Temple, and he just forgot all this stuff, and he's hiding his power. Like, we just paced this a little bit. I, I actually wholeheartedly understand what you're saying. I, I'm yeah, super happy I'm, that I'm, they're redoing... I didn't want to jump into this uh, interview right off the bat, like this morning when he texted me about it. Yeah, because you needed like a minute, right? Because I wanted to think about... Yeah. Dude, it's fine. It's opinions and stuff. And honestly, sometimes like it's good to voice these things because uh, I I love this episode. I th- I think it's probably like my favorite episode of Mando because of the revelations. But in terms of pacing, it's just it's all dropped. It's all just like boom, here you go, boom, here you go. It's it's I like it because overall it moves things forward and it gives us a new sense of direction. But yeah, no, totally, totally in terms of pacing, it's just like everything's kind of thrown upon you. Even even these revelations, they come very happenstantially. It's like oh. Here's some truths that you've, I guess, earned because you've gone through these quests and these journeys. And then, like, you know, uh, uh, by the way, we're going to go on this quest to liberate this town. <laughs> it's, like it's literally like a video game. And it's, there's almost no, like, character development in any of these new characters that they're just flinging out all over the place. Yeah, I think it depends on if you've, like, if you know these characters. Because if you know these characters, they've already been established and developed. But if you're like me, who's like, I don't know you, but apparently everyone loves you, so I'll, I'll just dig it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fun, but I, I agree with you in that sense, where it's like, there there isn't a lot of breathing space in this series. Which is bizarre, because it's just, you're constantly going on uh, adventures and stuff. You, you'd think that there'd be a minute to kind of process these things. But no, you're kind of just throwing new missions every every time. And like you said, video game? Totally agree with that. Uh, it's very much, it feels like a video game. It honestly feels like a Fallout game to me. Dude, I got heavy Fallout vibes from when uh, the Magistrate was walking through the town and they got those people in the cages. 100%. When you walked in New Vegas and I got... The Legion has everybody crucified. You well, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, 100%. Because like, I was thinking the same thing. Cause, uh, all right, so for this one in particular, you can see some of the camera angles are an homage to Japanese culture and the way of the samurai, which makes sense because, you know... What's up? That was badass. I loved that about this episode. I did too. And you can tell Ahsoka is very much the role of the samurai, uh, in this one especially. And then, you know, you have Mando, who is basically just, you know, the, the, the Western cowboy... And they're combining the genres and, and giving us an epic tale, which is, don't get me wrong, like, cinematically and, like, adventure story-wise, it's dope. You know, Mando has that last-second shootout with that one guy in the Mexican standoff, and then you saw Ahsoka really just kick ass. And, like, all this is beautiful. Awesome. Great. Love it. But, like, all the truth bombs feel so, like, thrown in there because we have such a short runtime with these characters. Like, I kind of wish they they did spend more time on that, uh, as you mentioned, because then it would feel less like a video game. Um, that, this whole episode felt like just a trailer for, or a, 
like a pilot episode for what's her face Ahsoka. Yes, which I I I do think that they might actually pursue in the future. So They're totally gonna do it. I think. I mean, there's enough rumors around it that I, I have a feeling it's gonna happen. I don't like. Uh, it might, but Rosario is not a nobody actress. Like she's gonna cost them a good penny. And I know you're gonna say it's Star Wars; they have the money. It's like yes, but I think the reason these TV series work is because they, uh, you know, they don't go it elaborate with these crazy budgets and stuff. Sorry, my phone keeps vibrating. Um, what is it? Uh, what did you think about Yoda's revelation of Coruscant, which you mentioned briefly? Uh, or I'm sorry, not Yoda. Uh, what is it? It's not Baby Yoda. It's uh, as we learned. Uh, what is it? I wrote it down here. Grotu. Yeah, Baby Grogu, which sounds like Yoda and Groot had a baby. And they combine the names. Baby Grogu. Yeah, Baby Grogu. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. What's up? I I think most people do. It really does sound like they combine Groot, Groot, Groot and Yoda, uh, which is just Disney marketing uh, to a T. Uh, <laughs> that. Well, like here's the f- everyone unanimously I think agrees they're just gonna call him Baby Yoda. But here's the weird thing. It actually might be Baby Yoda. They gave him an origin story, which I didn't mind, but my first reaction was, wait, he is born in Cor- or he grew up in Cor- and was trained in Coruscant in the Jedi Temple, which we know Yoda was at because of, you know, the movies, but we also know that Yaddle was at at some point in time. So even though I've been kidding about Yoda and Yaddle potentially having a child, this is very much a possibility now. They actually made it so that it actually makes sense. Because they're the only three of the species, they all happen to be on the same planet at a different point in time, and they all happen to be attached to the Jedi Temple. So, uh, and like overall, what do you what do you think of this Baby Yoda arc? Because I'm I'm literally going, oh my god, it actually is literally Yoda's child. I mean, first thing that comes to my mind is that's a love scene I really don't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost spit take. I'm drinking tea right now. Okay, yeah. All the old folds, the old folds, the old flappy folds, just green flap on green flap. I think, I feel like they kind of messed up with his age, because I feel like if he really is 50 years old, that he should be talking and not be as infantile as he actually is. Nah, I mean, remember, that species lives up to at least 900, right? So. Yeah, but if you calculate it, so that it's like, alright, if you... Yoda was 900 when he died. Turn that into human years. Let's say he was 90 when he died. This Grogu thing should be at least five years old by this point, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. He doesn't act like a five-year-old. He acts more like a, you know, like a two- or three-year-old. It was such a dramatic experience that it really like messed him up mentally. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I don't know. This could go a couple different ways because I think they're setting it up for uh, another. Like, who rescued this kid? Who was the one that put him in the hiding? Wonder. Uh, Are you thinking the same thing I am? Because I actually tried to do the math in the timeline today. What? Um, they they're really hyping up the Obi Wan series, and a part of me is wondering if Obi Wan had something to do with it. Yeah, if Obi Wan actually is the one who rescued the child, because. Like, I, for some reason, I just don't really buy that they're going to have Obi-Wan sit in Tatooine for 
what is it, how many years? Like 20, 30 years? Just watching Luke from a distance? I feel like whatever that show is, is going to be him leaving the planet on going on missions on occasion. So. Yeah, that's 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 the problem with that timeline that I also thought of because he ended up fighting uh, Anakin on uh, M- Mustafar. I think it's gonna be just an unrelated. Jedi. Maybe it was something that we've seen in like video games. Uh, it wouldn't be like Count Kestis. I don't know. Who who's the Jedi who was in um, uh, Phantom Menace? The the guy with the green lightsaber with the dreads. It might be him. Yeah, yeah, Quinlan, it could be Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss technically survived the purge, if I remember it. Yeah, 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 and he winds up falling in love with the Saj Ventress and stuff like that, and then he goes to the dark side and comes back. Whoa! Spoilers! Shit! That's dope! When did that happen? That's all comics. Oh. Um, I don't, I think they're still canon. I... That's an amazing storyline. I would Dude, literally watch a movie about that. <laughs> What's I up? Quinlan Voss, I don't think he ever got enough screen time. He's only, like, in, I don't know maybe two episodes or three episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, and he's pretty cool, and everybody kind of hates him because he doesn't really follow the rules. <laughs> That's kind of what made him cool. Yeah, he's so badass. Yeah. Uh, he's a, like, hunter-tracker type guy that just hyper-force sensitive and just, just badass. Yeah. Um, I am interested to see what's going to happen. And I, here's another prediction I'm going to make. All right, here we go. Okay. Maybe Yoda ends up in Ezra Bridger's hands, who's still alive. Ooh. Please explain. Ezra Bridger is one of the main characters from Rebels. He's kind of the main character. He's the the kid that's Padawan of Kanan Jarrus. Okay. Uh, And it seems like this is becoming just like a sequel series to Rebels because of all the characters that are popping up. It kind of makes sense, given, you know, Filoni. And we got Bo-Katan, we got... Which is another thing that I'm kind of having a little bit of problems with with this season. Okay. Like, the first season of The Mandalorian was entirely its own thing, right? All these new original characters and stuff like that with throwbacks to the original series or different legends things and stuff like that, especially with IG-11 versus IG-88 and stuff like that. The battle between that, uh, 88 and Boba Fett compared to the partnership between Din Djarin and... Uh, IG-11 in the new series, so like it was cool, it was similar, it was something that I could relate to from my childhood, but it was different enough far removed that it's its own unique thing, right? Mm-hmm. This just seems to be a bunch of cameos from other series, so it was really easy for me to get into The Mandalorian because I didn't have any like background that I had to dig into to get into it, right? Yes. So now... If you're just like a casual Star Wars fan and you're not like hyper obsessed with like all of the different lore and stuff like that, uh, I feel like you're gonna have a really hard time with this season. It's not like its own thing anymore. It's just all tied in, spider webbed with all this other canon, which is great if you've been paying attention for like the past like decade or so, ever. Yeah. You know, the, the entire span of like of Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. But if not, I would be sitting there scratching my head like, who the fuck are these people and what the fuck is going on right now? That's kind of how I feel occasionally, but I'm still sold on the action sequences. And, like, there's there's enough basic information here where I can put two and two together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know. I, I miss 
Yeah, because uh, well, th- this season in particular, they they are really introducing uh, a lot of these other storylines that eventually interweave and stuff, right? Um, so I can kind of make sense. It kind of like I think from a business standpoint, they're doing this because they want to establish the new brands, and Mandalorian is very much their their flagship title at this point. It's gonna be like a like a cinematic universe I think is really what they're really aiming for. Oh, hundred percent. That's what they're aiming for. Yeah. So. Which is fine. I just missed the first season a little. <laughs> I I missed the first season in the sense that it was like new and novel, but like there wasn't that much of a major story arc there too. It all kind of concluded with like Baby Yoda and like do we save the child or whatever. Um, but it was it felt very much like Mando's journey. Th- this time around, it doesn't. I feel like Mando's kind of just along for the ride. He's kind of become like Mad Max in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know, like, but I, I like this episode in, in the sense that it establishes him as Baby Yoda, Groot, Gro, what is it called? Gro, baby Groot, I don't remember. Grow Groot, Grow Groot, Baby Grow Groot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, it establishes him as his dad, though. Like, you can see that there's the bond here, and, like, they can't really separate the two. Um, I have no idea how they're going to ever separate the two at this point, because it's very obvious. A part of me also wonders if Jin's going to become a Jedi himself. I don't think they would. Yeah. Learns how to use that. Could you imagine like a double-sided dark saber, something like that? Like as he, oh man. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying with that. It, it's, I don't know. Like it wouldn't be the unheard of to see a Mandalorian turn into a Jedi, but I don't know. It, it, what's up? Yeah, yeah. That's the only Mandalorian Jedi that we've had so far. Was it his sibling or his his child in the series already too? Uh, wasn't there, like, a Paz Vizsla or something in the show? Yeah, but Tar Vizsla goes way, 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 way back. No. Oh. So, like, great-great-great-grandfather? Old Republic, like, early shit. Wow. Uh, Reed Vizsla was the, uh, the holder of the Darksaber in Clone Wars, and then Reed Vizsla gets beheaded by Maul, and then that's where, like, shit hits the fan for the Mandalorians. Interesting. Some people view Maul as the new head of Mandalore, and then they're called like uh, the, the Mandalorians, or like the, I mean, in action figures, they're the Super Commandos. Uh, then it splits off into the Night Owls, which are really the, the lineage of Death Watch that were led by Bo Katan. Interesting. That's why Bo Katan's so important, also. And then Bo Katan ends up getting the Darksaber in Rebels through Sabine Wren, who was another Mandalorian that was part of the Rebels crew. And if she's not in this, now that they've introduced all these other characters, it's going to be really bizarre. But it's also going to be way more confusing for everybody else that's watching that doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> in a way, this is kind of incent, uh, incentive for people to check out the other Star Wars Disney Plus shows. I guarantee you that's why they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, it could be that. I also think it's just because Dave... Yeah, really. I was going to say, I think it's just because Dave, you know, he wants to showcase his, his talent and stuff. He's a great director and a great storyteller. You can kind of see it. I, I'll tell you one thing. I was not too into the idea of watching cartoons based on Star Wars. And then I started watching, like, Clone Wars, and I got deep into Clone Wars, and I, I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. There's low points, but the high points are so high that you're basically watching, like, a motion picture. I was told last week that he also was responsible for a lot of the Avatar Last Airbender stuff. So, like, 
It it, it makes sense as to how this happened, I, I should say. Wasn't he on King of the Hill, too? He was involved with the animation at King of the Hill. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. He's been, like, a really big storyboard artist for a long time. But it was that friendship with Lucas working on Clone Wars, the, uh... I think it was the animated first before the CGI. I'm not sure. Um... Just, uh, what's his face, Gendy Tartakovsky? I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, yeah, Tartakovsky. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, regardless, really dope job. I'm excited. The other episode I actually wanted to work on you with, or do this podcast with you with, but didn't happen this week, was the Robert Rodriguez episode, because that would have been dope. But I have to find a special guest for that one. Wait, which one did Robert Rodriguez do? He still his episode hasn't aired yet. I've been waiting for it this whole time. I mean, it's gonna happen soon. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gonna happen soon. There's only three left, I think. But I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna do the. I say that, but watch it be the finale because like Robert Rodriguez is one of my favorite directors, and it's really cool that he he did an episode. Um, yeah, and like you know, if there's anybody who could do a really good shootout, it's Robert Rodriguez. Yes, they were, which were really cool that they introduced that. Um, yeah, I, I think Ahsoka will come back in some form. She was really dope in this, man. She was like a freaking crazy ninja badass and like really strong with force. Hands down, yeah. I I love the the homage to to both the the samurai and and the cowboy. It, it was really cool. Um, th- any thoughts about the magistrate and that weird storyline and and the torture and and the you know the crucifixions and stuff, which was kind of extreme for a Star Wars story, to be honest. I mean, I, I thought it was. It got the point across that this woman is a piece of shit. And if you understand how aggressive and intense Thrawn is, you kind of understand that you need be on another level of like ruthless and psychopathic in order to be on this guy's good side and you don't want to be on his bad side because he'll ruin your life in the worst possible way makes sense Thrawn is intense and like not only is he a genius but he's like highly skilled in different styles of like martial arts and stuff like that that's going to be an interesting character but I don't even it's hard to tell if he's going to be a main villain in Mandalorian, or this is just an offshoot for, for like, a standalone Ahsoka Tano show. I think, yeah, it seems like the standalone Ahsoka Tano show seems to be the direction. But we'll see what happens, because, like, I remember people said the same thing about Punisher and Daredevil, and, like, it got us, I think it got, like, two seasons, but, you know, it didn't, it didn't hit the same way, I guess is what I was trying to say. Hmm. Like, it's kind of, what's the word? You can give the fans what they want, but it doesn't necessarily always peter out, um, which is yeah, kind of that. I, and I do th- I do think Ahsoka Tano makes a really dope heroine, and the storyline's intriguing enough. But I am concerned with where Star Wars is going on the whole. Um, Mandalorian's definitely their flagship. 
there's enough here for a good expanded universe story, but, you know, there's another freaking three movies that they're going to develop at some point in time, and, like, I, I don't know what's happening with Obi-Wan. That's the other thing, too, that I'm very concerned about. I don't know if any, I mean, it, everything is so messed up right now, especially with the state of the virus and everything like that across the United States, I mean, across the whole world. I don't know when they're going to be able to start shooting that. Obi-Wan? Yeah. Oh, dude, they're, uh, most film productions have resumed, which is insane because COVID. But, yeah, they're they're just operating as if there wasn't COVID. Maybe. I'm pretty positive they greenlit a Boba Fett, at least miniseries. I don't know if that's confirmed, but, you know, he appears in the first episode. What's up? I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. I think it might be in, like, pre-production right now. Yeah, look this up. A lot of people saying that they, there was listings, like job listings up, based around this. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm taking a look. I could be wrong. It could just be wishful thinking on my part, but I would love to see that. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Uh, three weeks ago, there were rumors that they were setting up a Boba Fett miniseries. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Tamora Morrison's on board. He already showed up in his cameo in uh, the first episode of the new season of Mandalorian. So that's why they had him in there. It wasn't to bridge him in with the story. It was to set up the Boba Fett spinoff, is what you're saying. Um, I would be surprised if he still comes back. I mean, who knows what the hell's going to happen. We got three episodes, and it seems like everybody's just getting lumped in. How many random cameos we could sprinkle in on top of this? Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. That that's one disappointing thing about I think this season is um, it just seems like every week is a new quest. But I don't objectively see where we're going. Even like getting to the Jedi, which I was hoping. I mean, it was great because we saw Ahsoka, but like it didn't go to places we thought. We just learned Baby Yoda's name, and uh, and then he he know or it knows more of the Force than we we realized. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but they needed to do some sort of reveal. Like I, I I'm kind of, I'm on the fence both ways. I, I liked it overall. I, I love this episode overall, but yeah. I just there's so much thrown in in such a short amount of time. That's what I'm upset about. Which isn't, yeah. It was a little bit longer. You got eight, eight episodes across the whole season. Just like make each one 45 minutes. Is that that crazy of a thing? You cut out all the the fat. I feel like there's been a little bit too much of that. Yeah. Um, do you, what do you think the her instruction... And this is, this is the thing that bothers me. Every episode seems to be like, here's a new instruction quest thing to do. <laughs> um, and... Go to this planet now. Yes. So, like, what did you think of Ahsoka's final instructions of dropping baby... <laughs> I can't say not baby Yoda. Uh, the, ba- the child off to um, the Jedi Temple. That is true. So, this could be like an Empire face-off at the Jedi Temple, which could be interesting. Especially because the uh, those those two cop X-wing guys are following his tracks as well, slowly, but still trying to keep up with what what Mando's doing. Yeah, Dave Filoni is one of them. 
Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's the white guy with the stubble. That's funny, because the, um, the other guy, the Asian guy, is um, the dad from Kim's Convenience. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Very good show as well. It's, 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 I love the casting that they get in this series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, we, we touched Ahsoka. We touched on the quest. Um, is there anything else? Like, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's pretty much anything else. Baby Yoda we talked on. Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the child <laughs> we touched on. Yeah. Uh, Mando got a lot more Beskar with that spear. Oh, that thing is badass. It is badass. But I'm just like, how much more can he... What's up? Is that a reference to Pedro Pascal's character in Game of Thrones? I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, you're right. Oh. He had a, like a spear staff thing, right? Yeah, and he's he actually trained for, he he trained extensively for it. And dude, honestly, he's yeah, amazing he's with it. Like, Listen, man, I already know how to use this thing. Can we just write this into the script somehow? <laughs> Probably, dude. If you watch that fight sequence, that's all him. That's actually incredible how much he learned. <laughs> Yeah, I I kind of want to see this now. Oh my god, I, I didn't even put that together. Dude, going up against Moff Gideon, he's gonna have to fight Moff Gideon with him having the dark saber. So he's gonna use the uh, the Mandalorian spear. The Beskar staff. The Beskar yeah. staff. Okay. Hand's gonna come in there, and she's gonna help him kick Moff's ass. I I'm kind of that'd be dope seeing everyone come together like that. That's the other thing too. Like I like all these reser- reservations about things kind of rushing. If they p- do a nice payoff at the end, I think I'm not gonna give a shit. <laughs> it's like oh, I wish they d- took more time doing this and this and this. But then if you see this epic final battle, I I'd, I'd be totally fine with it. It's kind of like the Fallout games, bringing it full circle with video gaming. Um, you know, it's like okay, you have these one-off quests and stuff, whatever. But if you if you do a nice conclusion, it's like I don't care. That was dope. No, I'm being objectively judgy, but I have a lot of opinions about a lot of what's going on, and it's a little hard to say whether I'm obviously being preemptive about all this. But uh, I mean, I just don't want this to suck. I'm so invested in this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and if it does, there's going to be a lot of neckbeards on the internet. Be like, this is not what I wanted from this series. Jesus Christ, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I um I like it overall though, especially because this is the best Star Wars you've gotten in a long time. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing's gonna be as bad as Last Jedi, or we shall not even speak the name of the, the final one of that trilogy. Nobody really wants to hear about that shit. <laughs> La- uh, Rise of Skywalker, and also uh, it's funny that you said that about Last Jedi. A lot of, there's a lot of Last Jedi fans, but you uh for people who didn't listen to the first one, you and I were not the biggest fans of that one. Um, but yeah. right now there was a trend on Twitter. What is the be- greatest Star Wars movie? And it's not. Then em- people didn't list Empire as one of the selections. It was literally just Last Jedi or Rogue One. And I'm like, wow, you Wait, r- really know how to piss people. <laughs> Dude, no, that, some kid on 4chan that made that. I guarantee you. Yeah, but it trended because the, like they they knew that it would get it trending because like I I love Rogue One. It actually is my favorite, which is ironic saying that. But, yeah, like, um, there's also people who say the same thing about Last Jedi. But it's just ironic because, you know, or not ironic, it's just silly because, you know, Empire is really the one that should be the selection. But, yeah. And it doesn't get any higher than that's where it really peaked, which is saying because that was the second movie in the entire thing. But <laughs> if that's such a high point, it's really, the closest you can do is come close to it. Yeah. Uh, spe- speaking of coming close to, I'm just going to throw this in there before we do final thoughts. Um, what is it? Uh, did you notice all the Return of the Jedi references? The, the season's doing a lot of visual callbacks. 
And like the last episode, there was a lot of callbacks to the first A New Hope uh, episode because, you know, there was a lot of like long metal corridors and gunfights uh, on the side. And then like uh, just uh, the turret scenes where they're, you know, they're trying to shoot down the uh, the the uh, TIE fighters. It's a very there's a lot of homages to the original infiltration mission of the Death Star and, and Star Wars A New Hope. In this one, there was a lot of homages to freaking uh, Return of the Jedi with uh with the the waiting at the gate, the warning you have one day to do this, et cetera, et cetera, with Ahsoka, um, and it, it makes sense because you know Return of the Jedi, and this one's called the Jedi. Uh, did you notice any of those similarities with Jedi, and how did you feel about that? If you have any well, thoughts, I was thinking about that actually while I was watching, but I can see what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I don't know. The Jedi is an interesting movie too because I feel like I split that in half in my head. Like half of it is the beginning on Tatooine, and then the rest of it is the battles on Endor and stuff like that. I mean, you can even split it into thirds because then you have the second, the, the final, like, whole stretch of it where you're inside the Death Star with Luke and you, you get the reveal where Vader becomes Anakin Skywalker again and throws the Emperor down the, sh- the, the shaft. Um, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about that, but I can see what you're talking about. And yeah. Back watch it with that lens. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, I I um I I like the direction this season uh, visually at least. Oh, visually, this is amazing. This episode in particular that was the highlight. Yeah, like especially prior to them defeating the magistrate, it reminded me of uh, Outer Worlds. We were just talking about that too. Mm-hmm. That weird fog with the dead trees and all kinds of shit coming up. Mm-hmm. With the like the, the, there was like a green filter over everything. Uh yeah, are you, well it's also hard not to do the connection because to be honest the unreliable and the um the razor crest are uh, the identical same ship. So like it's funny that you say that because uh, like if people who listen to this podcast there are a couple times where I accidentally called the razor crest the unreliable. That's because I for my other uh, job <laughs> I don't want to go too into details. I review video games and I just play the DLC for Outer Worlds and I kept confusing the unreliable with the razor crest because they visually look the same which also just looks like the ship from firefly the firefly <laughs> so but yeah yeah it's, it's very cool and i i agree with you spot on uh you can see the visual similarities it's hard not to see it honestly oh one more thing i wanted to add before i forget the main guard for the magistrate the guy you know what i'm talking about yep that's michael bean that was in aliens oh get out of here and Terminator as Kyle Reese. That's really funny because he did the Mexican standoff with Mando. Yeah, dude, that's that's Michael Bean. That's like the first thing I think. Oh no, he might have been in a couple action movies. I forget what the names of those were, but uh, I mean that's the first time I've seen him in a long time. It was really interesting to see him back in that role of you know, thinking badass. Yeah, that was dope. I actually thought he was gonna turn turn uh, good for a second when he was like putting his. <laughs> His weapon down. It's like, oh yeah, no, I, I'm just in it because you know the winning side and stuff. And I'm like, oh, so we're not having the shootout. And of course, there was the shootout. So it is. It's kind of weird to see a, a Mandal a Mando uh, standoff these days, though, because you know that armor pretty much makes him invulnerable. So it's like, even if he gets a shot off, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, you're shit out of luck if you come in contact with it. Basically, yeah, you got to shoot for in between the joints, but that's so hard to do. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, this was. Do- oh my god, we didn't. This was a lot longer than I thought it would be. All right. So fin- final. We did like a forty-five minute podcast. Uh, final thoughts. Hey, hey. What's up? I had things to say. 
No, it's dope, dude. Like, the re- whole reason we do this is for fan theories and, and talking. And, like, you and I hosted the first one, you know? Like, exactly a little bit under a year ago? But, yeah. Yeah. It was, lit- it was literally the last thing I did before the new year, if I remember correctly, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, final thoughts on uh, on The Jedi and episode uh, 13. I don't think they're going to fuck this up because I think there's too much riding on the reputation of Star Wars from this series. Uh, but uh, it's interesting to see all these old characters that I'm kind of familiar with come back in a new light as live action visual representations of these people. Um, and let's see what's going to happen with the next episode. This is all, all we can really say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as weird as it sounds, despite the slight bashing of it today. Uh, this was my favorite episode of the series. Um, the only thing that concerns me again is the pacing because everything's kind of just whoosh, thrown in there. Um, but yeah, like we'll, we'll see. Let's see what happens and stuff. I kind of just I'm kind of getting tired too of getting a uh, quest, a new quest, new quest, new planet. Here you go, new quest, new planet. Here you go. It was it was fun, but now I'm just getting kind of exhausted. I just want to see like a, an arc, a three episode arc. Let's see that. Yes. That yes. Would be great. Yeah. We've got three episodes left. Let's arc them together. 100% agree. It would be really cool if we did that. Because then it wouldn't feel as stitched. I think a, a big issue, too, with, with the reason... I, I keep sidebarring. A big issue, too, with why they don't do that, too, is because I keep forgetting they have so many guest directors, which is dope, but it makes it harder to make one cohesive, you know, storyline. That might be part of the problem. What's yeah. up? That might be part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, each director has their own really brilliant visual take. I love Taika's episodes, and I loved um, Ron Howard's daughter. What's her name? Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard, thank you. Yeah, her her two episodes were incredible uh, this season and last season. But, like, yeah, I think maybe maybe put them together. Maybe maybe there was a plan to put this t- more cohesively together, too, but COVID kind of threw that off. I don't know. Also, I mean, there's a lot of hands in the pot. It's not one person's decision to make, you know what I mean? Yeah, this all comes down to Kathleen Kennedy. It's all Kathleen Kennedy. She has the final say. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> People really hate her after the that that trilogy. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan either, so I can't even say people without including myself. Anyway, um, that was it. This is this has been this is the cast episode five, uh, the Jedi. Uh, Vinny, do you have anywhere that uh, people might want to follow you? And also, for those who don't know, Vinny created the... I keep taking the credit for myself, but realistically, Vinny, Vinny is the one who created this theme music, which you hear every time that this happens. I'm just the one who keeps fucking around with it, so it sounds cooler. Um, but he's he's the one who actually created the track and stuff. So thank you, Vinny, for giving us all these episodes of introduction music. Dude, like, I don't know if you know this, but we're actually nearing episode 100 of this podcast. <laughs> crazy that there's been this many anyway um anywhere people can follow you um what's the best place i don't know it's not a whole big presence that i'm really using online right now vinnie k music on instagram if you want to check out some of the dopey things that i do i hit things with links i make action figures too uh vintage customs with a k um yeah yeah 
Vinny is one, like literally one of the most creative people I know, and hands down the greatest drummer I've ever played with, because we used to be in a band together for a long-ass time ago. Uh, and for me, uh, I'm sure you know this by now, but I'll say it anyway, I'm Christian Angelus. You can follow me on XN underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Christian Angelus Writer on Facebook, xnangelus.com, which is, like, I still have the rights to, but I... I haven't really done anything with. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, please follow me uh, on my many articles on the work prints uh, and like comment and stuff, subscribe. So, and and comment on this podcast too, if you, if you feel like it on Apple uh, Podcasts or, you know, inst- uh, I was going to say Instagram, not Instagram, uh, Spotify and anywhere podcasts really available. Uh, yeah, uh, three more to go. Uh, next week, uh, I've got my friend Michelle, who's going to talk with to me about um you know the, the newest episode uh, she was actually supposed to be this week but i wanted to talk with Vinny to explain what the f is going on with all these the clone war stuff you actually gave a lot of detail that i didn't know about so i think i think you did a good job sir and um and yeah and then after that we've got two more i'll try bringing back some old guests maybe one more new ones i'm not sure I know that the work printers, the actual like original team, want to come together and do at least one. So I think we'll do that for the finale. So next week will be Michelle, and then I think one other special guest, and then that's it. Uh, but thanks you for listening, and, uh, and please enjoy your your holiday and stuff because it's Thanksgiving right now. So yeah. <laughs>